0: Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you all out this morning on this nice, beautiful, sunny, crisp morning. It's good to be here today. Let's pray, and then we'll start with worship. God, it truly is good to be here. Thank you so much for uh, the blessings that you give us each and every day, especially today, dear Lord, the blessing of being here, uh, being with, uh, with our family, dear Lord, the time that we get to fellowship, the time that we get to sing. And listen to your word, dear Lord. Thank you so much for your son, Jesus. And as we gather around his table this morning, I pray that uh, we remember the sacrifice that you've given us through him, dear Lord. But uh, the breath of life that you've given us through him as well. We love you and thank you and pray that our worship this morning is pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we
1: pray. Amen. O Lord God of Israel, there's no God like you in heaven or earth below. O Lord God of Israel, Come my heart, oh, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above,
0: amen. We'll sing There's Not a Friend before our scripture reading and prayer this morning.
1: There's not a friend like the holy Jesus, no, not one, no. Oh!
2: This morning is from Psalm 133, verses 1, 2, and 3. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing even life forevermore. Bow me,
3: please.
4: Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this day. We want to thank you for the love that you and the grace and mercy that you shed upon us. We ask that you be with us this morning. We ask that these songs and the message that comes today is uplifting to you and touches our hearts. We ask that you, Jamie, watch over us, bless us and guide us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
1: Lord, people praise you. Lord, praise you. Lift you up and praise you. You are the holy one.
5: You're the one.
1: You're the only one. Lord, the people love you. Place nobody above. You're the only one
6: start by reading from uh, Luke chapter 22. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it, they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asked, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished, make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them, so they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. So in this reading, you know, we, we refer to it as the Last Supper, um, but Jesus is celebrating the Passover uh, with his disciples. Um, they are remembering what God did for them when they were leaving Egypt, when they were told to put the blood on their doorpost um, and that the angel would pass over them and, and spare their oldest born, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the plagues of Egypt. But Jesus takes this opportunity to look forward to what he's going to do to show them that he's gonna be the new sacrificial lamb. And that his body would be broken like the bread and his blood would be poured out like the wine. And just how the Passover lamb saved the Israelites from death, Jesus saves us from death. And we are asked to to continue to remember this by participating and taking of these emblems. Will you bow with me as we give thanks for the bread? Lord, we thank you for this day and we thank you for the opportunity and the ability to be here, Lord, we thank you that we uh, get to come together as a family, Lord, and to sh- share this, uh, this Lord's Supper with each other and with you. Lord, we pray that um, this bread would remind us of the sacrifice that was paid on our behalf, Lord, um, that you sent Jesus and gave him uh, as our sacrificial lamb, Lord, that we, we couldn't pay the price of our sins, Lord, and we had no hope um, if it wasn't for him. We thank you for Jesus. It's his name we pray. Amen. Will you bow with me again as we give thanks for the fruit of the vine. Lord, we come to you again, and we uh, we again, we thank you, Lord, and we rejoice in the fact that Jesus gave his life and his blood for us. Lord, we thank you for the power that his blood held, uh, Lord, to cleanse us uh, and make us pure in your sight. Lord, Lord ask that you help us to clear our minds and our hearts, Lord, and to remember um, and think of, of the price that was paid uh, for us. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Lord Messiah, deep down in my heart, I love the Lord Messiah, deep down in my heart. I said, deep, deep, I said, down, down, I said, deep down in my heart. I said, deep, deep, I said, down, down, I said deep down in my heart. I want to be like Jesus, deep down in my heart. I want to be like Jesus. Deep down in my heart, I said deep, deep. I said down, down. I said deep down in my heart. I deep, deep. I down, down. Deep, down deep down in my heart, I love the Holy Spirit. Deep down in my heart, I love the Holy Spirit. Deep down in my heart. I said deep, deep. I said down, down. I said deep down in my. heart. Down, down, deep down in my heart, I love the You are my life.
0: off the children's Bible time. <clears throat> Lord I lift your name on high. Lord I lift your name on high.
4: I think I saw a lot of people needing to learn the hand motion, Sean. You know what's up with that. Maybe it's cold out there. You need a light windbreaker this morning, I think. Hey, let's pray together. We'll keep moving through the service. God, thank you so much for this day. All the blessings, Lord, that you shower on us every day. Lord, I thank you for... Just getting to be together in you, Father, there was, uh, there's so much blessing and such a gift that we could come together, be present in this room. And Father, I, I know that's, you know, we're, we're learning that, Father, and we're growing in that. It's so often lost on us. We, it, it, the things that you give us, it's so hard to appreciate and understand uh, as we move through life every day and it pulls and tugs at us. But God, I pray that you continue to remind us of the gift of this time, the blessing of this opportunity, not just that we're together this morning here, but this is family all week long. It's your gift to us for our entire lives, Father. We get to be a part of your kingdom and a part of your specific family as a part of your kingdom. And Father, thank you for the worship. Thank you for the time uh, to to gather around the communion table. Thank you for Josh and his thoughts and that. And... uh, Father, I pray that those things settle in our hearts, and now I pray that you would just move me out of the way, and you would do your will, that you would not let anybody, none of us, any of us leave here the same as we came in. Father, that you would not allow us to be at the same place in our unity, in our connection, in our community as when we showed up here today, but that our hearts are moved and draw more to you and one another. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. We've been working through the the, the, ser- you know, the thought of, first of all, the thought of, of, of wow or wonder. As we said, that's kind of the, the, what we're going to look for this year, 2024, is God gives us a week. We're going to look for the wonder in the week. And uh, I hope you like cold because it's wonderful out there. I had a friend who, from Texas who said, he put up on his Facebook, Um, My new one, not the chat, not the uh, the uh, you know the Bitcoin one, the real one now. Um, He put up on that. He's he's like, um, I told my friend I would choose 99 or 29 over 99. I'm like, that's what a guy from Texas would say. I wouldn't pick either. I'd just be happy to be somewhere you know in the upper middle, right? But hey, welcome to that. It's beautiful. It's stunning, and it's cold, but it's awesome. And, and we're, we're called, we want to see the wonder, the beauty, the power and everything that God's doing and that he wants to do for us. And so and so in, in order to have great community, healthy community, we mentioned last week that we had to start with a unity, a unity with God himself, that we needed to be connected to him. And if we're connected to him, and that's kind of how it works. It's, it's like if we're connected to God... And He's going to connect us with one another, which then we're going to encourage one another to be connected to God, and this thing becomes cyclical. Uh, it just you know, God to one another, one another to God, God to one another, one another to God, and we keep growing in that. You know, it's like that that great motor you know in your car that got you here this morning. No, no nothing in there in the motor was saying you got to fire now, 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 you got to go now, you got to go now. It just happens because it's in unity. It's it's in, in it's it's in its right place. There's integrity in that, and it flows well now. You guys are good with that stuff. You understand a whole lot more. I'm not sure that's actually how it would work, but you get the story. Unity is a big deal. I remember growing up um, in high school into college. I had this really tight group of friends, and um, we kind of really had an intent to look out for one another. Regardless, we challenged one another, encouraged one another. When and 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 there was this idea, you know, that that we would talk about the hard stuff, we would connect with the hard things, we would show up and we remind one another how important it was to be in God, but also important to be with one another. And that we would, when we're together or apart, that how we talked about one another, to one another, apart as we were just, maybe just a couple of us were together, maybe when we were with other friends or anything like that, that we would defend and have the back of one another. And I know that just being in this room, that all of you would say, that's exactly what I would love, man. The call call to, that I could be part of a friendship that would support and love. Let me be me. And that when we were together, we spoke well to one another. We weren't chippy and picky and condescending. And when we were apart, we spoke well. If, if two or three of us were together, we spoke well. Or we were with, we were with other people. We would defend and look out for. That's a, that's a cool unity community. And, and oftentimes, I mean, I am what I am. I'm, I'm in this flesh and just human Sorry, excuse, lame excuse, but I would become selfish. One of those guys would chase their way. It's a difficult thing to put this under some kind of control. I've grown my whole life with the world telling me I'm pretty special and I need to do me. I need to be me. I need to press my own way. I need to stand out in the crowd. I need to be someone special and different and bigger and better. I'm better than you. I'm greater than you. When we get an argument, I take the high road. Why? Because I'm the one capable of the high road. You're not. So I will. And so the, this, this unity thing gets washed out as we chase those things. And so God brings us back. And right, friendship brings us back. That's my story. I've been through a lot of communities like that where, and, and this is one of those where we remind one another how powerful it is to be in unity so we can have community. Paul went through some of this. If you, if you want to turn in your Bibles, we're going to click it up here so you can just read along if you prefer but in Philippians chapter 4, this is the whole. basically what the whole book of Philippians is about. Well, you get along, man. Do this better. It's an evidence to the world that you speak kind and well and work well together. I didn't think you were perfect. I knew it was going to cost me my life to save you. But that doesn't mean that you don't give each other, give your life up for each other as well all along the way. Jesus always sees the best of us, the greatest in us. He gave invested himself into us when he died on the cross for us. And this is what he says. I urge you, Odia and Syntyche, to iron out their differences and make up. God doesn't want his children holding grudges. That's in the message version. I just think that's cool. Make up, get over it. Kiss and make up. It's like your mom and dad. Paul's like, get along. NIV, it's like a plea and syndicate to um, you know work out or iron out or just to get along. And then it tells him to help the fellow yoke or the fellow workers, you know, his people that he's worked together with in the past. Could you just get along? Help them get along in the Lord. Get heal this thing. Whatever. The greater thing is not you have your way. The greater thing is that God has His way. And so Paul is pressing into this incredible desire of God. God takes this really seriously by the way. If it finds its way into the Bible, <laughs> he takes it pretty seriously. So unity in community is a huge deal to God. It's not something that we can just gloss over and not think about. And I know you guys are good at this. You're still putting up with me. You have to be pretty good at community and unity. But but he goes on in this thing, you know, to say some of the incredible verses that we love, right? Don't be anxious about anything. Think about such things. Chase me as I chase Jesus. All of those verses, even earlier in chapter 2 when he talks about, about how Jesus shed everything in heaven and came to earth, it was all getting at this problem of the lack of unity, the lack of getting along, the lack of working well together. And seeing this as more as just showing up once in a while to do some work, but it becomes us. It's something that we do. And, and, and if, if, if you don't enjoy, then invest more. That's what, he's, that's what he's always getting at. You watch, read Philippians. Man, if there's something wrong here, do something about it. If there's some, if something not unified, get on it. It's not, we're not waiting on someone else to do this work. The, the, the whole point of this ser- or sermon today is if you read the lesson three down at the bottom, it starts with me. Unity doesn't start somewhere else. It doesn't start at the pulpit. It doesn't start at elders. It doesn't start with deacons. It doesn't start with other members. It doesn't start with your husband or your wife. It doesn't start. It starts with you. It starts with me. Nowhere else, just right here. And so Jesus, you know, when, 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 when Paul makes this call, he has a pretty good um, idea of what it really takes. Because Paul had a problem with unity, if you remember, till Jesus got a hold of him. He had a real problem with what's going on with the way, as Scripture was calling it, as Jesus was, was gaining traction with, with uh, you know, people. And they were beginning to be called Christians. The Jews were turning to Jesus. People were turning to Jesus. And, and Saul, who later became Paul, Saul was seeing, too, that they were thoroughly abused, some killed, put in jail, done whatever. Saul was not about being unified with those guys until Jesus, on the day of Damascus, on the road to Damascus, says, Paul, what, what are you doing? Why are you persecuting me? Why do you got a problem with this community I'm calling you to? There's a great story in this thing. So Paul then, as he's changed, as Saul becomes Paul, you see Paul then start working toward con- connecting people with Jesus, first of all, then to his body, the church. But it, it goes much deeper than that. It goes a lot deeper than that. If you want to think about Paul was a Pharisee, so Jesus' work, I'm going to hit just a couple of the highlights of these Old Testament um, titles that you will hear people labeled as and, and just watch the incredible work it must have took of Jesus, from Jesus to, and the Holy Spirit to bring unity. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry about that. So the beginning just with the Pharisees, watch the story unfold, okay? Um, the Pharisees were a religious group. Um, They're mentioned all over scripture. That's who Jesus had his greatest, some of his greatest conflicts with. They were legalists. Um, they were criticized for that because they were so legalistic, focusing on the external rather than the heart itself. They had constant conflicts with him. Uh, he talked about them being hypocrites, whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. They had a key role in Jesus' crucifixion. So this, this Saul who became Paul, that's a really big deal. Finding a way to connect that and unite that, if you chase a little further you know, the, the apostles, those, and, and you're going to see this as anybody who would follow Jesus deeper, those ones that he called, you know, he has the disciples and he has the 12 apostles, those who followed him closely. But they came from every one of these groups, so, um, especially the, the, uh, the, the Pharisees. And then they, they were some of them were just, well, let's just start here. We'll keep moving. The Sadducees, there are another group that, sorry, I got that, I got my note messed up here. Back up. The apostle you still with me here? The apostles, then the zealots. Let's just start there. I left a note out here. I get the Sadducees, you know. The Sadducees were mostly the ones that the the, the the priests would come, they would come from there. They were the ones who were very, very, very adherent to the to the the written law and the spoken law. They were very influenced as far as the priestly duties go. They were always in conflict with the Pharisees. They didn't believe in a resurrection from the dead and all those kinds of things. The zealots, on the other hand, now, this is where we are now. The zealots were these guys who were, so, they were, they were considered terrorists by some. They were a political religious group in the New Testament, obviously. They were known for the intense Opposition to Roman rule. So they were doing whatever they could. They even wanted to set up a sub-state so that they could fight against all that was going on with Rome. Not good. Tax collectors were someone who were sympathetic or thought to be sympathetic with Rome as they constantly would go to Rome, get jobs, collect taxes, and then they would work with them to like get taxes from their own people. They, were, they, they betrayed them, right? And uh, they would do this. Any time they wanted. So you might just be having coffee uh, at the airport. You might be at Giovanni's having pizza. Tax collectors show up. You're in your own town. Tax collector show up. I want that money. You're like, it's not even time for taxes. I don't care. All Rome is on my side. And it's time for you to pay your taxes. And so they were not in, in a good place either. And then you have a thief who is Judas. Um, a, a great betrayer. One who is just always... You know, and the till always being, uh, you know, undercutting, undermining what Jesus is doing. The wrestle in this, watch, watch this now one more time, a little slower. And the Pharisees, right, legalists, great uh, at reading, knowing, understanding the law, and so thinking they would be saved by the law, they would abuse anyone for stepping outside of it. They were very, very, very condemned for the hypocrisy. You can live or speak by the law, but you can't live the law, yet you expect everybody else to keep the law. Really bad. Got the apostles, followers of Jesus, those who came from many of these groups, all these groups, had to come from somewhere. They were Jews who were followers, some fishermen, some whatever in the way of life. They were not very wealthy. They didn't have much. They were considered lower class most of the apostles that didn't have the things that the others had zealots remember uh they were going to read re, they were going to put israel back to its treasured state they were against rome and, and considered even terrorists um yeah these are bad guys very good at if you watch the um the chosen man those guys are interesting right jakebo the tax collectors you know this they are betrayers and then judas so so, so if, if Jesus, and here's what I want you to say for just a minute, if Jesus could work with this group, and out of these groups we just mentioned, you see Jesus calling a Pharisee, you see Jesus calling zealots, you see Jesus calling tax collectors, you see Jesus calling a thief, the one who betrays him, he washes his feet, the one he betray, who betrays him, he feeds, the one he betrays him, he befriends. And, goes walks everywhere he goes, does everything he does, tries to teach him to love everyone he loves. Judas must have been a decent, struggling guy, but in all this mess and all this struggle and, and from every different part you know it's it 's like I'm, i don 't know let's, uh let's maybe we we could just think about Wheelersburg and you know South Webster and minford and Oh, northwest you know we got we bring on and and west side west, you know whatever however you do that <laughs> you bring all these guys together man and, and it's like hey let's all let's just pick the best from no nah, it's not going to work right somebody from west side's going to stab you or do something like that i mean that's how it's going to go down it isn't going to work and so and so the deal is somehow here Jesus takes all of this, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Zealots, right, the tax collectors. gets the apostles, and, and then he, even, even Judas, and he brings them together. And in his Titus group, his Titus group is, is Simon, a Zealot, who would just kill immediately to restore, you know, Israel back to their place. And Matthew... Who is a tax collector? Problem with, with tax collectors, well, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. We sing about him every VBS. A tax collector. He just works with these tax collectors. And then this greatest would be, I mean, not greater than, but one that we put a lot of faith in Saul, who becomes Paul. Jesus is so serious about unity. It's no joke. It's not an afterthought. It's not something we get along or get around to. How can a Pharisee die so much to himself, and then Jamie thinks that I get to do whatever I want to do? I can be mad if I want to be mad. I can can just leave. I can do whatever. I know this doesn't have to. If this doesn't work for me, I'll do something else. And she just keeps pulling in and pulling in and saying, "You make it better. You do something different. You you lean into this thing. Bring your weight, your full weight. How about you show and do?" Matthew's like, "I don't know, man." Simon wants to cut me whenever you aren't watching. Yeah, know. we're going to work on this, all right? We're not done with this. We're still working on this. And the story unfolds that Jesus just keeps bringing this unity. And one of the greatest testimonies to all of this is when they would be pounded or beaten or accused, there you would hear echoes of, and they took note that they had been with Jesus. Wouldn't it be cool if not on Sunday when we left... But on Tuesday afternoon, that you were doing whatever you do, and someone's like, hey, man, what's up with your story? And and, and they would be like, man, I know somewhere this she, he connects with Jesus. Their story is different. And you would say, they would say, why are you like this? And you would say so clearly, because Jesus doesn't desire anything else from me. He wants me to have real life. And real life is to get out of my life and live into his life. Do you do anything? Is there some way, someone, something you're connected to that helps? Yes, the Sunshine Church of Christ. What? Lo and behold, (laughs) that place out there, Jesus actually shows up in one another, and you live this thing. Yeah, oddly enough, I didn't think anything good came from Sunshine Church of Christ. I thought they're all wealthy and mean spirit and selfish and whatever. I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying what people think about any church in today's society. And you would say, like my friends would say behind my back, growing up, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. My boy's not perfect, but he isn't a jerk either. And he might be a jerk, but he's growing. And God's not done. And we're on the move. And we're not good. Out here because God show, because we show up here. We're good here because Jesus is bringing unity. Jesus is making moves. He's up to something. He's not done yet. And so we continue to show up and die a little to ourselves. We continue to show up and look around and say, I don't think I know them very well. So today, before we get out of church, before they hit the back door, I'm going to make sure I see them. Before I just kind of sit around and do my thing, I'm going to make sure I see then why? Because unity. Man, God is very serious about it. It's very clear about unity. Let's just let's just read a little bit about that. In Philippians chapter 2, 1 through 4. Paul says, if you've gotten anything at all, remember this is Philippians about unity, the whole book, Yodia and Syntyche. We just can't get along. I just don't think that much of her. I really don't care if we do this together again with Paul ever. I just don't like being here. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. This is a message, by the way, so good. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deeply spirited, be deep spirited friends. Agree with each other, okay? Now, I need you to hear this across the fullness of this room for a minute agree with each other love each other be deeply spirited friends across the whole he's not just picking out a few okay don't push your way to the front don't sweet talk your way to the top put yourself aside and help others get ahead don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. And so Jesus would come in and say, hey, and he'd sit down where you sit. And he would say, and he would wait till through church, and he would sing a little bit and hang out a little bit. And yes, Jesus would sing to himself and God. And we'd have a really good time together. And then he'd say, hey, they're leaving. He'd say, yeah. Are you going to just stick right here? Are you going to say something? I've got to go talk to them. Hey, they walked right by and you didn't even see them. Did you acknowledge her talking to you? You just kind of got real. He was struggling. Did you see it? No. Because Paul says, I'm not claiming anything of me. Jesus is saying, I don't claim any. Unity does not live in me living in me. Unity does not happen because I'm caught up making sure I talk to Sean because he's my boy or these guys right here because I spend so much time with them. Unity happens because I do something uncomfortable, you do something uncomfortable, and I leave my group. What if your dearest, closest, the thing you're about to go through, the one that's going to help you get there is right here somewhere else in a different pod than you run with, right? And God's saying, what do you, Jesus, hey, come on. I mean, look at this. Read this. It's not... In John, Jesus is in the garden praying, and it's just such a powerful prayer. He's trying to make a point. And, and, and a powerful, I mean, a powerful, I mean, he's just praying. Okay, John trying to make a point. He records it for us so we can get this. My prayer is not for them alone. He's praying for the disciples. I pray for those also. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Matthew. Mark, Luke, John, Acts Romans, I got a message. I got a story Jesus is talking about here. That all of them may be one father just as you are in me and I am in you. Wow, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So so I, one thing I got to wrestle with right now is this is serious business, utmost important. Business. Why does why does your boss want you at work for the staff meeting? It's uniting. Why does your coach say you gotta be at eight o'clock in the morning like everybody else? Cause it's it's it, it builds unity. It's weird that the church could take a note from business world and the and the sporting world because we are in desperate need of unity. I, that they may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. That's your call for me. Are you excited? <laughs> Jesus is looking at you and going, I want you so tight with Jamie, it's just like me and my father. I want you so tight with Jamie, it's just like me and my father hanging out in heaven. You're like, oh, not Jamie of all people. And he's like, then especially Jamie. That's how you feel about it? Especially Jamie. Even more so, Jamie. I mean, like, the less you like him, the more I want you connected to him. It's always about you, man. It's always about me. May they, be also, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. It is the testimony to the world. You can save the talk. I can, I, can, I can talk all I want. I can go tell everybody how awesome Jesus is. And then they will say, then where am I supposed to go to do something about this? Because the church is Christ's body. And I'll be like, oh, um, well, funny thing. You can come to church with me, but i do really, not really that crazy about that. <laughs> you, can, you can go with me too because there's no alternative for this. Jesus didn't offer any alternative for this community right here. He didn't offer any other way. You can't get it at home. I love that we have people. Listen, if you're online, I'm glad you're there. And and, and thankful that you can use the online. But when you have opportunity to be here, Jesus' call is to show up. Plan it. Hang out. Sing a song. Do something about it. And so so my call when I get up on Sunday morning and you say what's your job do you want to be here every Sunday do you excited cuz you can't wait we're so unified and excited the call is to be united because of this it is incredible it's an incredible witness and testimony to the world. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one. I've made it possible as we are one. I in them, you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me, and I've loved them even as you have loved me. is that powerful? The wonder of God. When we are family like he calls us to be family, when we are community, unified as he calls us to be community and unified, nobody, I mean, yeah, you're going to tell the story, you're going to talk about it, but they're not going to have to hear you convince them because they're going to see it and be like, wow, only God could do those. He could, only God could unite a zealot, a Pharisee, a tax collector, right? Right? He's the only one that can do these kinds of things, and he's good at it, and the benefits are everywhere. One, the world would know. Two, do you know it's so good for you? This right here, this group, this community, this unity, it is so incredible for your belief your belonging, your mental health, your spiritual health, like your hope of tomorrow, the, the joy that you can grow in, that you are friended and you it matters that you I mean, the, the details of all of those things get washed out. Just watch the movie or the, the sitcom "Cheers." Listen to the intro. and we'll, you'll know how valuable this right here is. Making, a, making your way in the world today takes everything you got, right? You want to go where everybody knows your name. Just listen to it. Watch it sometime. It's interesting. Don't get caught up in it. Benefits of unity, they're powerful and they're everywhere. But unity starts with me, and here's where we want to finish up. It's going to take a moment. There's several of these things, all right? Number one, unity looks like this. Unity looks like being like-minded, That's what we've already read, we've already heard, that we think similar. We think correctly. We think Jesus' thoughts, Jesus' way, loving him, desiring him. You don't grow in community and unity with everybody wanting to do whatever. You grow in thinking like Jesus and being like Jesus. And and like-minded simply means to have the same mind. Being one in spirit And purpose, the reason that we're here. Why? To make Jesus honored, respected, known, loved. This is for me after it's for him. It is for you after it's for him. But it is for him first. When we come to church for us, and we come to church for whatever I'm getting out of it, I've already missed the story. We come here only to honor God, and the result is overflow and blessing to us, he is so deserving of Sunday morning, however long we could spend here. And though you couldn't, we couldn't look on a, somewhere and say, Sunday night, you better be at church Sunday night or Wednesday, he's worthy of us doing this all day, every day. The deal is, we gotta live the story too, somewhere else to the world, and we gotta go to work. Value others first. You have to, I mean, the call for unity is that I put you ahead of me, always you ahead of me. Uh, the the, the whole of this thing of being united of being connected is you before me sympathetic not just that you're going through a hard time but 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 imagine the one here that I would struggle the most with what if they're the one going through the most what if their life is really difficult what if our connection is missed because I just don't know you haven't slowed down enough to care be sympathetic to whatever you're going through whatever's happening in your life the deal for unity is always slow down enough to know man someone's living the same story i am and if it's tough on me it's difficult for them as well be kind and compassionate what's the story for be humble live selflessly selflessly don't repay evil with evil don't Repay insult with insult. Instead, repay evil with blessing. It sounds a lot like scripture because it is. All of these things. And then the writer finishes it with, Because, this, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. God is incredibly wonderful. He's, he's deserving of all the wow that, that he could muster within us. But one of the ways that we bring more wonder to the world for God and honor Him in that is that we step into this story of community. That, that I learn more to die to me and I learn to live for you. And in a, in, a, in a world that's constantly trying to make me or wants me to be more individualized and get my way and do my thing, it's difficult. And so we do it together. We're even unified in the movement to be unified. If you are struggling with any of this, man, I know you know how this all goes. I know you know how all this works. Uh, you can come forward. If you're online, you can, you can call in. Or if you've never been immersed into Jesus, this could be your day. You come forward, and one of our elders will immerse you into him. If you're online, we can, you can call one of the elders, Tim, or myself. Unity is such a big deal to Jesus because uh, he knows it's our only hope. If I live for myself, I die. But it was such a big deal to him that he, not being ununified with God, but unphysically present or unspiritually present with God in heaven, he separated himself and came here to be so connected to us so that he could make a way that God and we could be united. That he would die for our sins, as Josh mentioned so well, that we could choose Jesus' blood for our salvation and then be united to God. But salvation doesn't work just to unite you to him. Salvation is about uniting you to God and then us to one another. It's the only way it works. You're not saved in a vacuum. You're not saved to yourself and God. You're saved to we. We. And as Romans would say, and each one belongs to the other. So if you desire to respond in any way, you can do it right there where you are. You can just say, God, I want to do this better. I've had to do it this morning. I had to do it all week working with this sermon. You could go home and you could spend time hanging out with God and say, I am so sick of this. I want to do better. And make a move. But when you make a move toward God, make sure you move, make a move toward we. And be more invested more loving and more unified starting today it starts with me whatever your desire once you come as we stand and sing
1: Three, one.
2: to the sick list, uh, please look over that sick list and uh, continue to remember those people. But this morning, we want to add uh, Candy in the clinic. Candy was home uh, with COVID, quarantined at home, and uh, we communicated with her on the phone. She sounds awful. And uh, I'm, of course, I know she's miserable And Candy's daughter, Morgan, yesterday, delivered a baby boy five weeks early, and uh, they're both doing fine, as far as we know, this morning. We want to add Candy Cooper also to our recent uh, sick list. Candy's having another bout with AFib, and uh, that's why they're not here. And we want to add Sharon Helen. Sharon recently got a diagnosis. that she would rather not heard. So let's uh, remember her. And now, I know there's probably others that I'm not aware of. If there is, please speak up. We'll turn now to the uh, events, uh, upcoming events. The most recent one is tonight. We have our bowling night tonight from 7.30 till 12 at Sunset Lanes. The information is in the bulletin. Read that. And uh, some of the other upcoming things. The teens are collecting uh, items for blessing bags that they'll be giving out to those that need it. And then uh, look at uh, the winter, winter jam coming up in March. The uh, men's wild game dinner. Uh, I'm thinking about that. Uh, bison barbecued ribs so if you're hungry for that that's coming up on uh, February the 2nd see Sean for any information there and then Winterfest about a month from now so keep, keep those things in mind uh, I had a scripture I was going to read a short scripture uh, this morning as we close but I like the one that's in the bulletin a little better psalms 40 said i waited patiently for the lord he turned to me and heard my cry he lifted me i love this description here he lifted me out of the out of the slimy pit out of the mud and the mire he set my feet on a rock he gave me a firm place to stand um Last few weeks, I've been in therapy. They're trying to teach me how to walk again. And one of the things that they do, they have a a rubber, about a two-inch deep piece of foam rubber, and you stand up on that, and and, and, uh, you just stand there and try to keep your balance. And about the time you think you've got that going pretty good, then they tell you to close your eyes. And that rubber mat just turns everywhere. And and I think about this. He gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. And many will see and fear the Lord and put him put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. So as we as we close here, uh, let's, uh, if you'll stand with me, we'll have a prayer. Back on those announcements, I, I look back in the audience and I see Teresa, and reminds me I didn't I didn't mention Teresa and the treatments that she's going through, uh, also uh, P J, and uh, there's just many. There's many. So keep these people in mind. Father in heaven, as we leave here, uh, we uh, we thank you for lifting us out of the out of the slimy pit and giving us a good place to stand. Uh, stand on your promise that your resurrection gives us that that firm place to stand on. So as we leave here, keep that in, keep, help us keep that in our minds, and we thank you for all that you've done for us. Please continue to be with us.